Uh, Justin, I have two words, or no, kind of three, in response to that story. Uh-huh. Well, you know, I'm I'm <laughs> thinking about what it means to be on Salvia and, like, throw a magazine with the future president of the United States into a campfire, <laughs> and all I can say is, ha-ha-ha! <laughs> Welcome to this special quarantine social distance edition of Haha ha, Engage, a Star Trek Picard podcast. If things sound a little different, it's because they are a little different because we're having ourselves a three way, baby. We're having ourselves a, a, a <laughs> three way, baby. <laughs> yeah, we are. You don't know who the dad is with a three way, baby. Uh, well, uh, I think one of us is clearly the daddy. Oh, boy. I think it's uh, I think it's Big Mood Boy over here. Uh, I think it is. You're, what are you sipping out of that mug? Is that water? Is that ayahuasca? Um, I, I was looking for uh, Earl Grey hot, but it's uh, English breakfast uh, lukewarm. <laughs> oh, that's not a good thing to drink at 9 o'clock at night. Eh, I live on the edge. <laughs> what are you, the head of stellar cartography? <laughs> We'll get to it. <laughs> um, so, as you all are uh, well aware, we missed a week because yeah. of, let's say, the coronavirus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <sure>. I, yeah. <laughs> let's say because I was just gonna say we missed a week due to coronavirus. <laughs> uh, we kind of missed a week because I was away for a weekend. Shh, uh, Frank, <laughs> but also, I mean, coronavirus didn't help. No. no. And also, I had a gig. <laughs> so, a lot of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I was, and the night, I felt very bad. I was going to go to Tom's gig. And then that's when it became very clear that coronavirus was a thing that was going to happen in our local community. So, I was like, we should buy th- things and groceries. So, I was talking to the bartender at the fire where my gig was. And so they closed he- in uh, Northern Liberties, for those who don't know. Uh, Northern Liberties, Philadelphia, uh, and he's telling me during a matinee show, uh, they sold out of Corona and he had to go out and buy <laughs> more limes. So irony drinking is alive and well. In- That's the real coronavirus, folks. <laughs> yeah, baby. Uh, living on island time. Yeah, man. Just- so Justin was also, the other thing was Justin was sick and very sick. Tom and I were convinced that you had coronavirus. Yes. Ah, we'll see. <laughs> was it? Was it poop sick or was it cough sick? <laughs> Jesus. It was. It was head uh, oozing sick. Yes. Okay. So that's not coronavirus then. No. I mean, we'll it's see. All re- like, cause coronavirus is all respiratory. Any like congestion is not that. You know what I wish. I could have gone to that planet that was in this episode that <laughs> rejuvenates <laughs> oneself and cures, the, but not not let's, for Riker. Troy's kid, he died. Let's get to Too it. Let's late. get to it. Let, let's rush through uh, the <laughs> previous episode, Nepenthe. As I pointed out before uh, on uh, the, the two weeks prior, Nepenthe is the sort of rejuvenating water of forgetting. In mythology, it, it is a sort of blessed forgetfulness that it gives you. It was sort of an ancient thought of like trauma recovery. You you would drink Nepenthe 
and it would make you forget the bad things that had happened to you. Uh, so that's a little bit of symbolism for the fact that Riker and Troy were on the planet called Nepenthe after mm. their son was killed. So let's uh, I, I let's let's talk about all the Riker, Picard, Troy, Nepenthe stuff because it kind of yeah, and then at the end we'll we can do the other plot points. And we'll talk about the thing that I think made me upset and probably made you upset, Justin, about that episode. Now, these um, uh, this blessed uh, water of forgetfulness uh, seems I have drunk of it because I don't remember this episode <laughs> at all. Uh, so it opens with uh, uh, incest Lannister Lady Romulan executing the ex-Borg in front of Hugh oh, and uh, Australian space Legolas. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, so, okay. Let's the last, the episode before this ends yeah. with the screen cutting to black yeah. and, and, um, uh, Legolas saying, choose life. Yes. Um, it's very badass. This episode, uh, starts with all of the, the XBs, uh, captured, which means Legolas just fucking he ran away. He fucking fucked it up so bad. <laughs> um, uh, Hot Lannister lady kills all the XBs uh, in front of Hugh, and then at the exact wrong moment, Legolas jumps out. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> to do absolutely nothing. <laughs> to do nothing, and then they are running towards the uh, Borg Queen uh, sort of quarters or, or, or sort of area where the Borg Queen, if there was one, would have been. And hot Lannister lady is fighting Australian space Legolas and she throws like a sort of shuriken dart off to the side. She doesn't throw it at space Legolas. You, you wouldn't know what that is. <laughs> and it it hits uh, Hugh in the neck and kills him. Yeah. Which I felt some kind of way about, I gotta tell you. So, yeah. Uh, a, a thing that sort of Hugh says in these sort of like fleeting dying moments before he gets fucking iced is um, he says we're gonna we're gonna take this cube back. Like he's he's saying something that's kind of a new concept and perhaps a very shortly lived concept as we'll see, which is sort of like XB nationalism, sort of right. like mm -hmm. affirming the rights of the XBs and sort of as an XB himself. And we know uh, you know a couple other XBs with Seven and Picard. Um, that'll come up later uh and, and and she says oh sounds like a treaty violation which you know maybe that's some shade at the united states with our uh, treatment of american indians <laughs> i don't know that's what that's actually what i thought and then i was like oh, am i thinking too much into it uh, <laughs> you can't think little enough into the show <laughs> uh and then and then he gets fucking iced with the uh, uh radukin dart or whatever you call it <laughs> Um, shuriken. 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 It's a it's a uh, Japanese throwing star. Now, but besides all the the dumb Legolas shit, um, who I have grown to like now, and we'll get to this week's episode. Yeah, I, I've I've grown to like him too, in much the same way I've I grew to like uh, Wesley Crusher. Except no, I, I never did that. <laughs> but but. Um, besides, besides all of that, I think this was all beautiful, wonderful, wonderful Hugh, um, work. And 
let, let's talk about Hugh in the series because we can now because he's fucking dead. He's fucking dead. They killed um, him. I, I am so grateful that we got this extra time with Hugh, which we didn't need to. He was a very minor uh, character from yeah. uh, The Next Generation. He was in two episodes. Two episodes. Two episodes. And, and he made such a Maybe beautiful, 30. lasting impress, uh, impression yeah. um, throughout the series. And I'm so grateful that they they included him. And I think the actor is... Uh, Jonathan Del Arco. Jonathan Del Arco did a wonderful job and i think um so far this season his um he's been the heart uh for the show agreed and i think he, he was it, it, it was beautiful um and now he's dead and now, now he's, he's dead. fucking dead and that like hurt me in a weird way mm-hmm. because my feeling going into it was like Hugh would like bringing back Hugh is so smart because he was like such an interesting character for the original show and he could kind of be like you said the heart of the show and he could bring so much to the themes that they are sort of bringing forward and that actor is is so good at at that character that just fucking straight up killing him Mm -hmm. it feels very like well this is what Game of Thrones does so we're going to do that. Yeah, I, I will say that um, I don't fully think he was. Um, they didn't. It feels a little dumb of them to squander this resource if this isn't like a, a, a mini series or something, especially with the yeah. theme of the Borg seeming like it's going to be something really perennially important. Now, it's kind of hard to see how they would shoehorn Hugh's survival into what happens in the following episode with Seven on the board cube. Um, Yeah. Like, resolving it with that situation. You know, that that wouldn't have taken too much imagination. I mean, maybe maybe the actor... I mean, what the fuck is he doing? I mean, like, I I haven't seen his CG. Yeah, like, nothing probably uh, better. Uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Delarco. You're a really good actor. I hate to make fun of you like that, but you're a great actor. You're like another Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't mean to jump into the next episode, but whatever. Um, and I don't want to. Um, I, I I don't want to say, oh, wouldn't this have been better? But wouldn't this have been better <laughs> if you? If Hugh didn't die this episode, if the question of what Seven does uh, in the next episode was worked if out, if she with had, Hugh. if it was a, a philosophic debate between Hugh and her, right. you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. I that, exactly there what you could mean. have been something there, but and imagine imagine the continued theme of potential xb identity and nationalism if hugh and seven got together if he was the leader and like a co-leader man like they could fall in love and have like a toaster for a baby or something i don't know oh is that another battlestar galactica reference tom uh no it was just like a literal toaster thing you know Uh, okay if a couple uh justin Justin, when we make you watch Battlestar Galactica, which will be, I assume, a separate <laughs> podcast, um, 
the the derogatory term that the humans use for the Cylon is are is uh, toasters. Speaking of which, I call them. Uh, I, had a, I had a coworker who wasn't aware of the phrase "OK Boomer," and the first time she saw it, she thought it was a reference. <laughs> Sharon Valeri. Yes. From Battlestar Galactica. It's yeah. A very specific thing she thought it was. That's a weird thing because no one's thought about that show in over ten years. That's it's all. been off the air for so long. It still feels fresh to her as a boomer. Yeah, I guess so. And only one of those those versions of her was called Boomer. Yeah. Interesting. Bizarre, I thought. <laughs> All right. That is an interesting thought. Anyway. Uh, anyway, so Picard uh, uh, well, beams over to Nepenthe. Let, let's let's save the Picard shit because I, okay. there's not much uh, else. I think the only other thing we get besides the Picard stuff is um, the ship being followed. Right. By Narek, by, by Gaius uh, Lannister. Who is playing with his Rubik's cube and <laughs> like a little baby, and is not in the next episode at all? By the way, yeah. So we, um, we well, he is at the very last. Uh, at but, the um, very end, we don't see him. So we we get a flashback to uh, the conversation while uh, Allison Pill was eating her lunch at the robot factory, and uh, <laughs> uh, Commissioner O or whatever her name is, uh, Commodore. Confronts her. We later find out she's half Vulcan, half Romulan, half, half Vulcan, half Romulan, which seems right. like mm-hmm. a, a redundancy of terms. Because I thought they were the the yeah. I guess, I guess the the closest um, equivalent would be like somebody who's half German, half French, or like well, Al- yeah. Alsatian. That was an important plot point, and now that I think back over it. It's maybe a kind of an important distinction because uh, Vulcans have like freaky deaky psychic powers, and Romulans, as well, far as I know, don't. Well, yeah, yeah the, the the that's where she gets the mind melt. Yes, she that, mind melt. which which that answered my question because I didn't buy that Allison Pill would just be told something, right. and and I was like, oh, okay, I yeah, I it's was a mind satisfied. Melt. I was satisfied by that. And we know from Star Trek that a mind meld will will seriously fuck with your brain. Yeah. Not to mention yeah. that the file that she copy pasted into Allison Pill's mind was this uh, this ancient uh, admonition, this ancient warning that we would find out in the next episode, which was left by uh, a Carl Sagan esque uh, uh, ancient <laughs> civilization. And yeah. billions and billions uh, of Borg. And included that stereotypical uh, footage of a fox deteriorating. Did anybody catch that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I have now been to Ithaca, New York, so I, I get the reference of uh, the, the weird Carl Sagan like mini monuments that are scattered about a place. Because uh, if you've ever been to Ithaca, he went to uh, he got his PhD at Cornell because he got turned down from everywhere else. So there's this like weird sort of circular monument meant to represent the mil- uh, the Milky Way, uh, like a kind of a Stonehenge thing that is supposed to look like uh, the Carl Sagan's conception of the universe. But yes. Uh, <laughs> Any result. So, so Allison Pill gets shown the horrible premonition and that explains why she's so willing to do it and she also voluntarily swallows some sort of tracking device substance isotope whatever uh and realizing that they are being tailed it looks like a piece of candy 
Yeah. Yeah. Looks delicious. She, she has to chew it up. I, I thought that was like yeah, they, some cool tech. Yeah, because he she was like, Commodore O says, she puts it in her mouth like she's about to just swallow it whole, and then Commodore O And, and like, then Com- Commodore O says, um, bite the bullet, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, a good, that's, that's a good old uh, good Jacques Renault reference every now and then never hurts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So so then okay. The rest of her stuff in this episode um, is I thought stupid. sucked. <laughs> it was stupid. What? It okay. was so. Stupid. What are we talking about? We're talking about how Rafi tried to console her with cake. Yes. Yeah. It, very, very um, uh, light misogyny of TNG. Uh, I just give me some chocolate. Yes, <laughs> I'm a woman. Yeah. I kind of thought. Now, I I was hoping that there was kind of a nod and a wink communication between Rafi and Rios. That like, oh, she's definitely the rat, and Rafi was kind of buttering her up to extract information from her. And then in another conversation. Rios talks to Allison Pill and he's just like, you know, we're being tailed. You know who I think the rat might be? It might be Rafi. And I thought that was a tactic. But then in the next scene, it's not a fucking tactic. He actually thinks that. Yeah. Uh, um, Which is dumb. That part was dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think all all of of that stuff is... And and then just to wrap up... uh, Allison Pill guilt-ridden, realizing they're being tailed because of the chip and having remorse over what she did. She fucking okay. She tries to kill herself or neutralize the tracking thing or both, and it works in that the guy loses the blip on his radar and they're able to escape for a while, or so we think. Uh, And uh, the EMH uh, British robot got hologram guy uh, comes up and goes, "Oh shit, the murderer! Let me save your life." <laughs> and uh, we get but, a sweet gurgling froth shot. That was gross. Yeah. <laughs> Although she does my favorite thing, which in uh, movies or TV, which is before somebody tries to kill themselves, they psych themselves up a bit. Like they go, huh, huh, we gotta, we gotta <laughs> fucking do it. Uh, like if you've ever seen uh, uh, A Few Good Men, yeah. the opening scene of that movie is the dude who like, He's eating a fancy dinner. He's wearing his like fancy uniform, listening to all the best tunes, and then he blows his brains out. Yeah, it's that like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. It's uh, what I would. As suicide prob- often is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, it's if you're gonna fucking do it, you gotta psych yourself up, man. Um. Uh, anyway, and that's where, uh, we, that's where we kind of leave it. With. That's where we leave it, and then there, the 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 thing we have left off is that Picard and Soji are mm-hmm. on the planet Nepenthe with Riker and Deanna Troy, and they, they're just little child character. Yes, uh, played no. by a little girl from The Haunting of Hill House. So I immediately, oh yeah, um, you like that show? Oh, it's amazing. Kestra, uh, I love Kestra. Mm-hmm. She was a great character. Um, I liked her a lot. Let's let's talk about the family. Let's talk about Riker's family. So so Riker and Troy had uh, two children, um, very precocious Tolkien-esque children uh, yes. who invent their own languages. 
Uh, the daughter is the wild woman of the woods. Um, they're such a fucking... Uh, we, we know nothing about the sun. I love the sun. Yeah. I yeah. love their little family. It's great. And they moved him to Penthe um, because it has a healing uh, factors because he is sick. Yeah, he, uh, but he it's catches too, too a, a silicon-based virus, okay? Uh, yeah. And, Dad, Tom, I knew you would have words about this. And Well, okay. I just, I'm kind of, it's writing kind of a big check plot-wise, this little detail, uh, in that uh, the kid catches a silicon, you know, you know, like a computer chip-based virus uh, that would ordinarily be very curable, because the solution would be to grow a, uh, an antidote in the positronic brain of a synthetic being like Data or the workers on Mars. However, there was the synth ban. So another casualty of the synth ban, besides the soul of the Federation, uh, is this kid. So to kind of uh, prolong, to kind of keep him alive as long as they can, they move to this very Alaska-esque uh, uh, planet uh, that has beautiful vistas and lovely pine trees. Uh, and uh, they live there, and then the kid dies. But before he does, we find out uh, he, living on starships, became fascinated with the idea of having a home world. So he, like J.R. Turk, J.R. Turkin, Turk, Dr. Turk from Scrubs. Uh, he uh, invents numerous worlds to be his home world, and he invents mythologies, and he, like Tolkien, invents entire families of languages, uh, and it's really lovely. And we, we see great things, like little, like, we see, like, a spelling bee trophy that he won. Uh, this is, like, Troy Riker hyphenated. They went hyphens on the names, which, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were always, like, a progressive couple, man. Well, you got to be in that 24th century, man. Yeah. Um, I will say, like, one of my favorite things is just hearing Jonathan Frakes give his sonorous line reads. Again, he's still, like, he yeah. and, like, look, the man has gained weight. We all have. He, oh, but a, he looks a, fine. He looks great. He, he looks he's fine. A, he, he's a thick daddy, my friend. He, he looks, is a <laughs> thick daddy. He looks, like exactly how i would imagine he would look at this point in his life everybody else yeah. looks like fucking ragged garbage he looks fine he, he looks like santa claus before fine. he gains his immortality <laughs> yeah which uh, is a personal kink for me <laughs> jesus <laughs> Jonathan um but no, he, he delivers his sonorous line reads perfectly he sounds like Riker. Yeah. he just like he slipped right back into the role let me tell you like it like it was yesterday. One of my yeah. favorite things about this episode is th I think that uh, Jonathan Frakes' performance was contagious because this was the first episode, eight episodes in, or seven or whatever, uh, that Patrick Stewart seemed yes. like Jean-Luc Picard to me. Yes. Yeah, he seemed very Picardy, And like I think it just helps to have Frakes there yeah. for him to bounce off of. I now. Yes, and 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 I think spoiler alert. I think that continues in the next episode. I think he's. I would agree. I think he just needed uh, a course correction. He just needed some notes. He just needed to get that muscle memory back of just the way that Picard talked and 
held himself that I just something yeah. just felt weird and off and he was gentle which you, you could expect but he was like too gentle and he didn't have that kind of like simmering frustrated urgency that Jean-Luc has um, we've been talking I I love Jonathan Frakes as much as anyone and I think we were most excited coming into the series for Riker um my favorite part of this episode was Deanna Troy yeah Marina mm-hmm. Sirtis um, fun, fun fact before we get into your feelings, the her hair. Mm-hmm. Did anyone notice this? It is the same wig she wore in Star Trek um, Nemesis? Nemesis, the last Star Trek film, because mm-hmm. she stole that wig from the set in 2002 <laughs> and she kept it. That's awesome. Yep. She's a firecracker, that one. Yeah, she um, is. So, so this episode could have very well, and in some ways it was, uh, very well have been um, a, a gentle respite uh, for the characters and a nice uh, fan servicey catching up with these old characters that we loved so well. What I was not expecting from the episode was how seamlessly and. Uh, necessarily they would um mold into this storyline all of um diana's uh scenes with soji i thought were so fucking wonderful and such an incredible shorthand to getting into the mind of soji yes because it's this character that we love so much who just based on her character is an empath can like truly like feel uh what a person is feeling um and it felt so wonderful to have a deanna troy looking you in the eyes um empathy scene um with that weird ass accent (laughs) yeah yes that that um I think elevated the series and the characters one one of Soji, but also of Picard. This episode was, I agree with you. You were kind of saying this, this episode kind of was a course correction um, in terms of understanding the character of Picard today. You know what I mean? And I thought it was um, wonderful. Riker was, was great and fun. Um, and such a fucking dad. Uh, it was cancel wonder- red alert. The pizza is burning. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was so cool. I want to make fucking pizza with, uh, if not uh, Will Riker, then I at least want to make pizza with Jonathan Frakes. Oh yeah, they are. I desperately want them to be my parents. Mom and dad. I thought you my, were going to say that. I want so much, but I also, I also want to do sex stuff with them. So I don't know what that means. I think it means that you need to go to therapy. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and also, uh, just throwing this out there. This is on my, uh, I'm throwing uh, their house uh, on my Mount Rushmore of houses. This, um, Johnny Cash's house from uh, Walk the Line and 
the sheriff's uh, shitty shack on the lake from Stranger Things. Stranger Things. And yeah. the, uh, the, it's pretty sweet. The old house uh, Kathy Bates has in misery. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I was going to say if you've ever seen Harlan Ellison's house. No. No. Uh, look it up. It's pretty awesome. Uh, so can we so yeah yeah no troy was great and we got to in a effortless and unawkward way get some insight into soji and picard she kind of slaps picard in the face a little bit for how he's handling the situation with soji he's being Mm -hmm. too uh cerebral about it um and i love the uh the bond of sisterhood between kestra Mm -hmm. and soji Mm -hmm. it's beautiful and uh we're I mean, we we were empathizing with Soji pretty well leading into this episode where mm-hmm. her kind of world falls apart. Uh, but sort of like tood Soji, disoriented Soji, uh, you know. Having, My life is a lie, Soji. Exactly. With with sort of just a, a tenuous little anchor of something to hold on to, a tenuous north star in, in the form of her broken compass. Uh, is anybody else worried that Kestra's hanging out with a retired space captain uh, across town? <laughs> <laughs> is anybody, yeah. Does anybody think that uh, Will Riker needs to like keep an eye on that shit? No, Will, Will Riker has like a legit Starfleet security system yeah. uh, in his fucking house, which is badass. But there are... Um, uh, uh, Kestra is uh, in contact with uh, Jeffrey Epstein and his Lolita Express. <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like that's a bit of oversight on, on Mr. Riker's part. Uh, Dude, just imagine the spinoff movie of him getting revenge. <laughs> oh, yeah, like fucking uh, a man on fire just, or something. Just imagine him tossing a phaser to the side and then fucking uh uh fucking eating gutting, the him, shit. gutting him with a bat left or something yeah, <laughs> eating the shit out of this old captain that for some reason she is talking to like fucking um, drake um uh, there was a moment that i loved uh so towards the end of the episode they're having their pizza dinner and um it looks like dis- a pretty good pizza too yeah um and discussing their plans and um, uh, doing another exposition recap, which whatever, whatever. Um, I mean, and, and in I, if do I remember this correctly? In in the adults describing like there's the two moons and this. Uh, doesn't Kestra go underneath the table with her iPhone? iPhone? She does. And, she does, and discovers where the place is. No, she was fucking <laughs> texting Drake. <laughs> Yeah, oh, she yeah, yeah, did yeah. Instantly, yeah, because she was talking to this old pervert. <laughs> which, which, not to jump ahead, but that, somebody knew about it the whole time. Well, well, no, no. Um, they, I, I felt like I missed an episode because the beginning of the next episode starts with Picard just going on his ship. And I was like, when did that happen? At the very end. Did it? No, it happens at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They get okay. back on the ship and they're like, oh, hey, this this lady tried to kill herself. And he's like, uh, what? Okay, <laughs> okay very What? Uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's talking <laughs> with Riker about his crew. And then he talks to them and he gives them toot. And they're like going, ha, ha, ha. It's not like it used to be. Um, 
and then they're like two to beam up and now my fucking impression is turning into frank's impression which is pulling it further <laughs> I, away from accuracy <laughs> i think you mean two to beam up <laughs> la serena Rios, two to beam up see it's i don't know what's happening <laughs> now, there now you're getting scottish kind of speaking of which <laughs> well no no not yet no, we'll no, get no. there we have we'll a get... ways to get before we get there all right do do we have anything else um to say about Nepenthe before we give our final thoughts on this episode? Uh, no, it was it was a real pleasure to see uh, Jonathan Brakes and Marina Sirtis on TV again. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I guess the letter grades. I'll start. Um, we, we can get through this quick. I I was surprised. I was surprised at how um, coherent the episode was. For sure. For, for what it was. Um, which spoiler um, alert uh, is a shortly lived winning streak. <laughs> we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get see. to it. We'll, we'll get, get to it. it. I think Justin um, and I have, have similar feelings. Um, if we're just talking about how the episode made me feel and and all of that, um, I, I everything that wasn't on Nepenthe uh, sucked. <laughs> <laughs> but everything that was on it, I loved so very dearly. Um, I'm giving this huh, just for the feeling of of what it what I, I'm giving I'm giving this an A plus. Okay. Um, no, so no, I, no, 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 no. I'm giving it a, 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 a an A. Okay. Uh, so I have a kind of the the same feeling that I think is going to flip a tiny bit in the next episode when we talk about it, which is everything that was on Nepenthe was cool. Everything that was on the board cube kind of sucked, mm-hmm. um, um, ex- except some of the Hugh stuff. Some of the Hugh stuff was good. Yeah, I mean it's just because he's a good actor and you, he sells his despair at seeing the XPs get killed. Um, but um, the 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 joy that I got from seeing Jonathan Frakes and Marina Sirtis be those characters again and interact mm-hmm. with Patrick Stewart as Jean Luc Picard. Uh, is pretty insurmountable. Yeah. Like it's 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 strong. Like that. As soon as you hear Jonathan Frakes talk like Jonathan Frakes, like Will Riker, I don't know something like it clicks and you're just like you're kind of powerless. Um, and it's just <laughs> I enjoyed it. Uh, but at the same time, I was so upset by the death of Hugh that I think I'm gonna have to go all the way down to a. Um, interesting point. I I bring I go down to an A minus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this episode, to me at least, represented a a small window where things kind of came together, and uh, it felt like Star Trek in a lot of ways. Uh, the acting of Patrick Stewart felt like Jean Luc Picard. Uh, and the this was the first episode I think I've seen of this series where there, you know, it was a bit goofy and a bit shitty, but there was no tonal problems. Like the death of Hugh, he didn't like explode into a puddle of viscera and then like crying <laughs> yeah. out for God yeah, or something. Yeah. You know I mean, right, like he just right. had a little wound and then he died, and then the guy was sad. Uh, you know, Australian space legless. I think you mean exactly right. Uh, and you know, so yeah, so it was, it was a really, it was just a coherent, 
uh, I mean, the Allison Pill thing was a little funky, uh, but yeah. I enjoyed that psych up before suicide, man. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> it made me it. laugh. Just do it. Um, huh. Huh. Yeah, gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's my. It's been my favorite episode so far. So uh, a. Um, I, I I just how 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 wonderful and economically they were able to give um such a clear picture of the lives of Deanna Troy and and Riker since we last saw them very good um, right wonderful wonderful um so do we want to take a small short 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 break yeah yeah and just kind of regroup before we but yeah very good writing nepenthe i think across the board we're gonna say a really good episode on to i don't remember what it's called broken pieces broken pieces which is a an apt um uh name for this because i think this was a quite sloppy well not sloppy but scattered episode it's but it's not very uh streamlined in the way that it's mm-hmm. executed but the individual parts that work i think work yeah, spoiler alert, I really liked this episode. As did I. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it, got, it got a lot... No, no, it was... Yeah, it, it got a lot done. Uh, it was a little incoherent to me at times. Yeah. I, I'll say... Uh, so the last episode was the most uh, TNG. Mm. This was, I think the best Star Trek Picard episode in the sense that this series, this episode typifies what is wrong and bad about the series, but also what is great and wonderful about the series. I think this is, um, Oh, I just, I just remembered the conference of, uh, of holograms. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, for, we're, we'll get to it, man. For the remainder of this episode, pick pick an Anglophone accent. <laughs> <laughs> Not all of them are Anglophone, but uh, hoi, t troy, t troy. What am I gonna do? Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I will say um, I think this episode is the one that does the most work in. Um, balancing the what i would call the jj abramsified star trek tone with a little bit more of the 90s trek tone yeah i think it does both of those things it's trying to it does this episode does not always succeed it's not totally successful but i enjoyed it a lot and we'll get to the parts that sort of won me over in a big way but that's where I feel like this show, the seeds of this show from the very beginning were planted when J.J. Abrams decided to reboot Star Trek in 2009. And for all of what Star Trek is now with Discovery mm-hmm. and whatever else, that it, begins when J.J. Abrams got a big idea to redo Star Trek. Uh, so It felt a little like a Marvel movie in spots. Yeah. yeah, and that's also, I think, what J.J. was kind of doing. Yeah. 
Um, so, so this episode starts with we see the conference of eight. What's it called? The the Jatvash. Yeah, 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 yeah but yeah, it's yeah. yeah. yeah they... So, so this is uh, a bunch of uh, the uh, Jatvash. All uh, women, go, by the way, all women uh, going to the Psycheo planet. So, so and touching the big ring. I kind of. I this is an idea that uh, I already made the reference is kind of like Carl Sagan esque with yeah. kind of like billions it's, it's, it's and billions scope. billions and billions or should I say billions and billions, <laughs> Mister <Baker. laughs> Oh God! <laughs> uh, hold hold on, uh, Kermit, Kermit the Frog here. Uh, Kermit, Kermit the Frog. Uh, billions and <laughs> that's oh, terrible. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. Anyway, Deborah. Um. Yeah, baby, billions and billions. <laughs> you make me so horny. There are four lights. Uh. Here. <laughs> the light must be drawn here. Starfleet. <laughs> give me a few. Uh, give me voices. a fire. Give me that one. Sorry. <laughs> the ace of spades the ace of spades <laughs> what, what is happening okay okay so i back no no no, no. i need to make that point <laughs> no 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 tom you're done <laughs> <laughs> i'm quarantined man over uh i'm quarantined to like a problematic subreddit uh <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's kind of a neat idea, kind of Carl Sagan-esque, or mm -hmm. or even, I forget, the guy who wrote the book that Kubrick made the movie for uh, Space Odyssey. Uh, uh, Arthur, Arthur C. Clarke. Clark. Clark. uh, an ancient civilization, which is the, you know, the pinnacle of TNG, Star Trek. Uh, yeah. An ancient yes. civilization yeah. makes a unnatural stellar formation of a an impossibly complex uh octatenary which you know you know binary tertiary stars counting up to eight so eight stars eight. in a stable orbit with a single planet perched in the middle to last for time in memoriam to be so bizarre that it's discovered and is a riddle to be solved and on that planet they leave a psycho whatever ring psychic um sort of memory link kind of kind of like yeah. a carl sagan golden disc uh on the voyager probe uh kind of a a message to the future you're the only one who gets that reference i am not uh, our audience is more literate than you think uh and uh uh it's literally in the first Star Trek, the motion picture. Uh, I know the, the the Carl Sagan Voyager probe that we send out a golden record. Uh, no, anyway. Uh, so I, I won't I won't get into how the gold record works, which is that's the shit. But anyway, uh, uh, so it's the admonition, the warning about what happens, uh, and we later find out that like the. Uh, uh, the Cochrane warp drive, sort of the the tipping point, the trigger point for yes. a warp-capable civilization contacting, mm -hmm. making first contact with a developing civilization, is if they find evidence that they have developed a warp drive. 
a, a transluminal speed drive. And uh, if they do, that's when they can contact. Except when you cross a, th cross a threshold of synthetic life development, a big bad comes, a big scary bad. Uh, or so the admonition uh, in square quotes uh, tells you that uh, a big scary yeah, thing comes. and It's metaphorical. It's like doom. It's hell on earth. Doom yeah. too. Well, yeah, and then they make reference to Zephram Cochran, the guy who in Star Trek canon mm -hmm. invents the warp drive that causes humanity to uh, uh, have first contact. Doesn't he also pee his pants in that episode? Doesn't doesn't Jordy have to like clean his butt after he shits himself or something? No, no, no. Um, this is in uh, the movie First Contact. That's in right? the movie First Contact. He's James Cromwell. Yes, wonderful. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but he, I don't think that happens. But in <laughs> He's in TOS. You see Zephram Cochran in TOS. Do you? you do. Interesting. Oh. He's played by a very like madman looking actor. I, I forget his name. But he is he's in TOS. And then they retcon him to be old man James Cromwell. Nice. Which I think is a better choice. Um but like it, the idea is okay, Zephram Cochran created this warp drive that represents a tipping point for interstellar travel. The tipping point that you pass is first contact. And then so there's this tipping point in synthesizing life forms. And the tipping point is creating a synthetic life form that is indistinguishable from humans. A skin which, job, if you will. Which, yes, a skin job. I got to go back to it. They kind of cribbed from Battlestar Galactica here in yep. a major way. This is just BSG. What if this is the most fucking elaborate setup for a crossover that has ever fucking happened? <laughs> We're going to say at the finale of, the, of Star Trek Picard, it's just ding, 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 ding. <laughs> no, it's just like, <laughs> like uh, we found the coordinates for the uh, synthetic homeworld. Rios, laying a course for Caprica. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Gaius. <laughs> uh, great show. <laughs> great show. Justin, we're going to make you watch it. We're going to fucking hold you down. Jesus Christ. Fill <laughs> your eyes open like a clockwork orange and make you watch it. So, so, so all the ladies touch the ring and, <laughs> dude, this <laughs> fucking rocks. And then they I fucking, you. like, blow their brains out and, like, yeah, scratch dude, their faces so, off. Yeah. Listen, he tells them beforehand, yeah. you are going to fucking kill yourselves if you do this. Turn back now or don't. Yeah. Touch it and you commit suicide instantly, yeah. and they all do. And the first thing you see is this lady turns around, picks a gun up, and blows her brains out. So, lady all, blows her brains out. Another lady beats her head in, beats her head in with a rock. So, first of all, Natalie, first of all, we need to say because we're just being stupid uh, that it was it was uh, Admiral O was the leader. So mm -hmm. now we know she's part of this cadre. That now, now the, we know she's the Romulan that has infiltrated Starfleet. For the sure. redhead who's on the Borg cube is there. It's yes. Ramda, who Ramda. is the aunt of uh, our our Romulan uh, incest couple. Yeah, uh, and we find out that they're not actually related yes, we'll, we'll get we'll get to that scene and by the way the, yeah. way the way you just set that up frank i now really wish that uh O was played by wallace sean in this scene <laughs> you will not be able to unsee what you see when you touch yeah. this ring turn back now 
<laughs> this it's the prison of the world, Mister Gregory. <laughs> like <laughs> now, now listen. You're you're talking about being in this forest in Germany, it, and they're burying you alive. We've we've done this. <laughs> I I know we did it already. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. My dinner with so, Plaid Lads. It's on all of your streaming services. Yeah. Go listen to it. So so the the lady sibling fully survives and she yes. kind of drags her aunt up who is who way more she, fucked up than than she is. Yeah, but she didn't like smash her fucking head in. And then we cut to the present with um in my opinion the worst scene of the series. Ooh. It was hot <laughs> fucking garbage and I cringed so much. It was very it, stupid, but I liked it. It was the 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 lady um, monologuing to her comatose aunt. Mm. Um, hey, auntie. Hey, 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 comatose auntie. Remember how uh, you know you took um, uh, Gaius me and, and and me and and my my incest boyfriend. Yeah, like it's such a. Um, you know, as you know, as my uh, aunt. Um, uh, as you know, you are my aunt who yeah. has adopted me. Yeah, it, it was... And you I, adopted us together, and I don't know why. And also, when you went insane, you <laughs> did it in style. Is a thing she says. With such panache. Yeah. Oh, it was so fucking awful. But I want to bring this up. So we know the relation between Gaius and Sexy Lady now. That they're not related. He was adopted. However, it makes it seem like he was adopted when he was like young, right? Right. Which so makes they grew up, to, right? Which makes yeah, it, it worse. doesn't make it. It makes it as bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As bad. So so it is officially confirmed because ew. they're not blood related, but ew. Yeah. Gross. That's some fucking yeah, step cool. shit. Yeah. And, uh, but it's, I think, also um, important to note um, that uh, we don't fully know Gaius's role in all of this, except that he's working with his sister. But we do know that possibly we know that he doesn't have all of this information. He did, I, I think he definitely does not. Which yeah, might, so, might be why he's so sweet on uh, Soji. Yeah. yeah. Because if um, he had all that information, he would hate her, is yeah. the implication. Yeah, so I, I think that's a, that is an important uh, thing about these two scenes that 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 was addressed. Kind of, yeah. I left, agree. Left, that was the only piece of information that was left for us to intuit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they kind of spelled it all out in the dialogue there. Yeah, it was so fucking bad. It was I not feel, good. It was not good, but I thought it was funny. So, yeah. what, what's next? Um, they go. We're back on La Sirena, the ship. Yeah, and then Rios. No, this was very confusing oh, to me. She, she, you, you're saying she fucking tried to kill herself? Why? Well, no, no. before that, uh, as they're coming on, Rios has Rios? a fucking uh, Tom Hanks from Saving Private Ryan moment when he sees Soji. Yeah, uh, he, he, goes fr the full he freaks out. Kill her, man. She's dead. Doesn't make a lot of sense, but then we find out it does make sense. Uh, yeah. So I kind of forgive it. Um, yes. Uh, something's wrong with Rios, and Ralphie's trying to figure it out by talking to all of the EMHs. 
Yes. Well, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. There's a little bit before that. All right. What, what's that, what's happening now? The the Allison Pill scene happens before this, correct? Yeah. Uh, I think. Oh, Picard <clears throat> talks to her. Yes. Okay. So so Allison Pill is uh, is awake. Yeah. Um, and she explains everything that has happened to yeah. Picard. Yes. Man, I'm real sorry that I straight up murdered this person who was my former lover and also a pretty important character from Star Trek The Next Generation, even though he was only in one episode, not played by the same actor. Mm -hmm. However, I feel bad enough about it that if you promise to turn me into the authorities on Deep Space 12, by the way, three down from Deep Space Nine, uh... (laughs) I'll be okay. And then that doesn't fucking happen. She sticks around. She gets to be everyone's friend again. Uh, um, here's, here's, uh, okay. It would not be an Alice. It's not Alison Pill's fault. I think she's a, a great performer she's very uh, good. and actor, but um, this scene is, is fine. Whatever. I but, did, did kind of like the tough love from Picard. There is a great sort of Jean-Luc Picardy yeah. like stuff he, going on. Yeah, that kind of that kind of like firm to your ethics. Why like, would you do this? I am turning you into Deep Space Twelve. <laughs> you will stay on the ship, and when we arrive at Deep Space, we are 12. being charged with murder. <laughs> it, <But did. laughs> it it wouldn't be an Allison Pill scene if there wasn't just a a, a stupid added element that was obviously. A last-minute uh, write-in that she says, like, yeah, I, I had to take the tracking thing, and I saw all of this shit, and that's why I had to do this. And also, because I took the thing, I couldn't speak about it because they drugged oh, me. Oh, yeah. They, they deleted <laughs> oh, it from my memory. Block. Yeah. I, uh, I, that, I was like, no, don't add so- This I is agree. stupid. It's stupid. Like, you didn't need to add that bit. Just make it, like, that was Jeez. like a, a network note, like, you yeah, know what that, I mean? That's my it's main, too ex- explained. My main problem with this episode, I've got a few problems with this episode, that the goofiness doesn't match up. It's another tone, awkward episode. But uh, uh, my main problem is sort of the conversion of Allison Pill back into the fold, where she is now essentially a Jat Vash after her experience with Chairman O. She is given the Where admonition. She is given mm. the information. She is now down. She just murdered her fucking ex-boyfriend who was missing in cold mm-hmm. fucking blood. And then in the very, very next scene, she's just like fawning over Soji. Like, uh, oh, you're he, so wonderful. Uh, you have such yeah. beautiful yeah. freckles. Oh, wait. When you're thirsty, do you drink? I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to kill you because when you're thirsty, <laughs> yeah. you drink yeah, 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 yeah. But, but besides the tonal thing, I really loved that scene because it's, it's a great my, scene. It's my wonderful. favorite Star Trekky kind of stuff is being uh, having your mind blown. I thought it was it's, wonderful, it, and it is a wonderfully played scene between the two yeah. actors. And actually, I think well written, yeah. minus the previous context. Yeah, and 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 the whole idea of of Allison Pill like fawning over her. And and it, I think it made Fawning me cry. over uh, her absent and internal conflict. She literally just murdered her lover. Somebody she yeah, was fucking doinking. We'll, we'll we'll get to that. I'll get to that in a second. But but I thought, oh, this is 
I think there's this episode built so well on the last episode. And I thought it was so I think probably my favorite Soji moment was in the scene when she says, like, yeah, you're you're fawning over me. But do you think I am, am I a person? Am I a person to, to you? you? To yes. you, not in theory. Yeah. yeah. Am I a human being to you right now? That rock. So that was my second favorite Soji moment. My favorite Soji moment. And we'll get to the goofy hologram stuff and the, the tying in with uh, Rios to the rest of the storyline because he also has a direct tie-in mm-hmm. uh, to which the like. overarching story, which I like. Yeah. And also to the the stuff on the board cube, which I liked for the first time. I had yeah. a cool mo- the The stuff on the board cube was great. The moment in this episode that choked me up, and I think it's just because I'm a fucking little nerd boy and I don't know if it got you guys the way it got me. Is Soji is talking to Picard. Yeah. And they are talking about data. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great scene. And she says, she starts asking him about data and she goes, you know, did you love him? And Picard says, you know, I had a very similar problem to Commander Data, which I had a problem expressing myself. And she says, do you think data loved you? And he says, Data could express very many things. He was like a child. He always made us laugh. And he made us laugh the most when he wasn't intending to make us laugh. Um, and that is what we loved about Data. Um, and then she says, I think Data loved you. And it's like, no, 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 no. Even, even more, there's like a beat. Like yeah. the conversation is done. And it's almost like Soji is is uh, reaching into her uh, positronic brain, net brain, and 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 making contact with that part of her that is Data. And it's not a I think that Data loves you. I took it as like she knows there, there is a there is a part of Data within me, and that's how I know Data did love you. If and any, if anything her entire being is an elaboration of a single impulse of data, a single neuron, um, which that's a beautiful scene. And I really loved it. And, uh, that, that line that, Oh, we were similar in that regard. Um, yeah, was beautiful. However, that reminded me just now of one of the first scenes of this episode, which was a big blob of incoherent nonsense that I hated, which was Rafi being pissed at Picard for bringing Soji on the ship. Uh, it was like the yes! very first scene and it's just like she's just like oh we're going on this wild goose chase and then you bring this girl on the ship and it's like are you forgetting right now Rafi that literally this girl is the mission yeah. yeah the whole thing is the girl there's no other part to this there was no other concern they weren't going out to do anything there's no other objective of this ship its crew than to find Soji like they're like Rob- the next thing after finding her should be like just hiding her or something. And she's just like, you're bringing her on the ship after you already brought another double agent. Oh, uh, I don't like her. And it's just like, she's the whole thing. This is mission accomplished. Anyway, Rob, Rafi is, um, without a doubt, the most, uh, uh, problematic character, uh, in, in this series. She she had good um, moments in this episode. She had probably the best moments her character has had but, in this episode. But, 
but that's her issue. They don't know what this character is. Yeah, she, they she does. They do give her her own internal struggle, which then they just leave it there. Yeah. And she is used as like the Swiss Army knife of this show. Of she'll she'll be whatever the episode needs her to be and it's so inelegant how they use her yeah. and i feel bad for the actress um and the I, dude i rewatched that just i rewatched that justice league thing that she was in did you yeah she no the whole thing is no good and the only uh, reason they have to use her as uh, a jack of all trades master of none is because they have the rest of the ensemble characters so pigeonholed you know what i mean like Rios yeah. is only the brooding existentialist. Alison Pill is only the uh, dazed, confused yeah. uh, uh, girl. Um, um, I, I, Dios mio, yo quiero Taco Bell, and also <laughs> Death is the entirety of his character. Um, I th- we'll we'll get we'll we'll get to we'll it. Get but, there. but but yeah, Rafi, Rafi is good when she is. Um, I did like the the crappy Fox Mulder sort of moments when she's piecing together the the, the, yes. the thing. That's yeah. what I liked. That's yeah. what I really liked in this episode. And I, I kind of wish that that was the character. What if she was yeah. um, the A one who Fox Mulder person? Yeah, like like. Uh, but anyway, anyway, you you were looking too glorious, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um, so, so let's get to, um, let's get to Rios. Ah, yes, Rios, Rios, <laughs> like, ties into the whole oh, plot. So, so, so we're introduced to a new, uh, hologram. A new one. The and, mechanic. And so, Tom, do you want to take this? So, okay, I, I now, uh, uh, on, you know, behalf of the uh, nation and diaspora of the uh, Hibernian race, <laughs> retract my uh, uh, hatred of the Irish accent because we have a new champion. In, <laughs> yes, it's, it's yep. awful. Cartoonish it's accent. Bad. We it's have a Scottish bad. one now. <laughs> Oh boy, and he's wearing a uh, a little cap too. He's wearing like a uh, like a winter cap, uh, and he is the he's what the the weird engineer like he's Scotty. Yeah, the, yeah. he's Scotty. Yeah, and I swear to God, the guy who, who was play- also a fat Canadian man pretending to be Scottish, uh, the guy playing him got his accent from fucking watching Craig Ferguson clips. <laughs> Worse than that, I think. I think he got it from Mike Myers clips. Yes, uh, yes. And then, oh, 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 there was a moment. I forget what he says, but it was fully in the cadence of "Get in my belly, <laughs> in my belly." And like, Ooh, it's a bit no, eh, is like a thing he almost says. Yes. So he's apparently he's covering the whole of the Northern Isles. But he's not really. British Isles are his. He doesn't really have any handle on any of them in particular. So he's <laughs> yeah. kind of like. It's, it's just, just sort of like, like. If you notice, all of the parts of his memory that are blocked out are are ascribed to the people who are among the British Isles. So there's a British guy, a Scottish, an English guy rather, a Scottish guy, and an Irish guy, and they're all parts of his memory that he blocks something out of. Hmm. Uh, but the the the, the Spanish speaking man, 
the the Latinx man. I was gonna call him a Spaniard, but I don't I don't know. I can't I don't know He's enough. He's the fucking Taco Bell dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. I don't know enough about Spanish uh, yeah. to know if that's meant to be a crappy uh, Spanish accent or a crappy somewhere in Latin America. I, I think it's it's supposed to be Mexican. Okay. Um, I I trust you as an authority. But, but, <laughs> but Tom Tom, do you want to run us through the Scottish man real quick? What do you mean? Do you uh, want to run us through the Scottish man's voice? What? what? I'm, I've got nothing to tell. I'm not Scottish. I don't know everything can, wrong with it. You, Justin, do you want to run us through the Scottish man's voice? Oh! Ah! Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I will say that the Irish accent in this one, I like how like the Irish guy is also like like stupid and cheerful, but like. He was like, it's like somebody before, like five minutes before taping was just like, here's three things about the Irish accent. Hit them hard. <laughs> yeah. To which he goes, hi, Tito, hi, Tito. But. But. He kept. He kept um, all right. Let's, let's, let's move on. Well, it's a no, stupid scene. No, we're talking about this fucking <laughs> Scottish character because he fucking says shit so poopy. <laughs> I've got. My uh, my my phone's at seventeen percent. Oh, okay, sixteen. Uh, so Rocky gets all of these disparate, and so I actually think that the weird, like hyper American accent that he does is the worst. Yeah, yeah. Is it he's doing? They're all nothing. Yeah. Well, he's he's doing the Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. An accent with that, which is weird because the actor I think is American. He's he's um uh, I believe he's American Spanish. But like, then you don't you know what it sounds like when he's talking normally as Rios. That's an American accent. Yeah, it's, it's mostly American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when hello he's like, there, hello, <laughs> hello there, there Raffy. Yes, and I am doing this voice. And it's like, what the fuck? And while he's doing that, he is um, invading her space. Hardcore. It's a very odd choice because yeah. we've seen this hologram before interacting with Picard, and he was not doing that then. Was he meant no, to be like? Not. Is he trying to be lecherous or like? I'm pretty sure he's supposed to be gay, right? I think. Is he the gay one? I think so. Yes. One of them's gay. <laughs> well, I think him and the British one are supposed to be kind of gay. But, like, this is where we learn that there is something that happened in Rios's past that Rios programmed into different disparate parts of the hologram crew to spread out his consciousness so that he didn't have to deal with it anymore. So, yeah. And uh, each of them know a different thing and forget about it. So uh, uh, Rafi uses this conference of ridiculous, insulting accents to get <laughs> close enough to then go interrogate Rios, who's in his room having a drunken trip down memory lane, uh, and it all gets pieced together. Drinking Can we talk about how he's listening to vinyl? <laughs> he's listening to vinyl. Oh, because, I mean, look at him. He is yeah. fucking cool and hot, and <laughs> I want to kiss him. <laughs> I want to have sex with his mouth. Uh, <laughs> did he, did but, he uh, replicate this vinyl, or did he buy it from it, a flea market that it's no, now like no, 400 years old? No, no, no. I, there's a, there's a, a, like a side uh, comic about him. Um, that when he was, um, 
he was actually uh, a a teenager in the eighties, and his mother was dying of cancer. Okay. Oh, and he, uh, okay. he got abducted by aliens and yeah, by okay. Michael and Rooker. Says <laughs> Michael Rooker, and he put the tape on. Rafi says yes. a thing where she comes into the room and he's listening to I think it's Billie Holiday or something. Uh, Billie Eilish. <laughs> Billie Eilish. On vinyl. Yeah, he's, he's listening and he's like, I'm a bad <laughs> guy. Duh. And uh, she goes, Oh, it's a Walkman, right? Yeah. That's, uh, but that's, he, he is uh, getting drunk on tequila. Anyway, so we piece it together. Rios, we get the story. So Rios also has yes. a, a, a weird sketch that has a girl, and we know why he has that trauma moment. It's because the girl uh, that he saw all those years ago looks identical to uh, Soji. Soji. Um, yeah. And also Dodge. Dodge yes. 2.0. Uh, so, so years ago, him, him and his, uh, his, ca- uh, his, his daddy. ship. His when captain, he was, yeah. He when was he first was in, officer, yeah. When he was in uh, in Starfleet, uh, pick up a uh, diplomatic uh, first contact. Uh, mi- <laughs> they they pick up a, a diplomatic mission, and his captain, who is a father figure to him, because he didn't have a dad, and he was in love with the guy as like a father figure, mm-hmm. go to this diner, and at this space diner. There is a Soji uh, woman uh, and a, a male, and mm. his father figure murders the two people in cold blood and um, says, this yeah. was a, a, a sort of a black ops order from Starfleet. Mm-hmm. Look, you know, I'm sorry, but this is how it has to be. He reads the dude the riot act, and the dude apparently puts a phaser in his mouth and blows his brains out. Yeah. Um, I and think we know that the person who gave him the order was Commander Rowe. Wallace yes. Shawn. Yeah. So this is, um, for some reason, I thought all of this worked uh, really well. It's yeah. It's kind of like a late in the season backstory. And it's also very convenient that he had uh, dealings with another Soji before. Yeah. But I thought it worked. I, I did too. Yeah, I liked it, and it allowed and, for the next, or you know, a scene well, soon. Well, well first, um, I, I much like the first um, uh, seven of nine scene, which that felt like a um, a, a, a standalone TNG episode. Yes, I I thought all of the Rafi, um, Rafi and Rios. Uh, uh, Rios uh, stuff. This was a a standalone TNG a, um, a, goofy a, a plot. Um, I would agree. So there are uh, uh, maybe we'll we'll do it where we'll talk about the cube after we talk about the affairs on the on the ship. Uh, two major things occur, which is that um, Jean Luc uh, gets the admiral back on the line. Except this time they have a teleconference in Ooh, the holodeck. <laughs> this scene, yeah, in the chateau. Okay, I'll uh, let you do it at the chateau, uh, and um, basically all of you know. It's basically Jean Luc is being validated, and his he's correct, and uh, she acquiesces and decides to send a fleet out to 
Deep Space 12, and they're, they're on the case, and uh, they now, the good guys, the Calvary is coming. Except fucking Tone, Tone is off again, Tone is shit. This fucking, fucking woman fucking is fuck Admiral. Fuckity fuck 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 fuck. Doesn't she say just like, like, okay, Jean-Luc, but lastly, fuck you, dude. No, no, no she, says, she says, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. And I wanted Patrick Stewart to be like, did you just tell me to shut the fuck up? <laughs> you know what? No. You know what? Fuck you. Yeah. Oh, did you just tell me to shut the fuck up? You know what, Missy? I was a fucking admiral in Starfleet when you were in short pants. <laughs> Why don't you show some respect? And then we get it. We get a sweet uh, Doctor Benton from ER. Uh, Haya of celebration after. Uh, I was Professor X in the X Men movies. Who were you? Jesus. Fuck you, lady. Why don't you shut the fuck up? You shut the fuck up for once. Telling me to shut the fuck up all the time. <laughs> this impression is totally getting this. worse. Um, let uh, uh, I, all that's left on the ship is the uh, Soji shit, right? Well, yeah, uh, uh, and the other thing is that they have sort of a conference where all the cards are laid on the table and all the pieces, yeah. the broken pieces, huh, are put together, and they kind of figure out what the deal is. Uh, yeah. Which is that Bruce Maddox, after the synth ban, goes out into space. He finds a planet. He finishes his work creating the organic synths. Uh, a whole race of them, in we, fact. Um, we find out that he made the Soji line of female synths and also a male line of synths. Yes, correct. Yes. Uh, which we have, uh, we do uh, not uh, know uh, what that looks like. And we I don't. Have, there's a sketch. We do. We, there's a sketch. There's a sketch. Alongside the Soji, that oh, I, uh, Rios did. Uh, no, the, I was no, no, no. On the day that his captain kills him, he made a sketch no, of the guy what? and the girl. That's right. Was that I? I thought I thought that was a sketch of Soji and Rios that the other guy did. No, no, no. no it, was, it was a sketch of the guy and the girl, and the guy's name was a uh, beautiful flower. flower. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what does the guy look like then? He's in the sketch. No, He's a nobody dude we know. With hair and a beard. All right, like I thought that was dude. Rios, but no, it, it, it's the guy and and, and Soji. And you they, know what, Frank? Shut the fuck up! <laughs> I will not. Uh, uh, I will not shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> okay, 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 yeah. okay. Fucking do it. Uh, <laughs> Let's move on. I'm at nine percent. <laughs> so so anyway, right, it's revealed that the the two people ab aboard the ship were actually emissaries coming from the world that Bruce Maddox had created. Uh, to contact, make first contact with the organic life world and uh, announce themselves, but Chairman O uh, had intersected them and uh, ordered their death, which the guy did and then killed himself. Um, yes. <laughs> and, and then uh, 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 Soji, uh, who is just activating more and more has access basically knows all this already but she didn't she know the that part she of her it. brain that she didn't know about and she storms goes off. to the the coordinates uh she basically knows exactly where this planet is she knows exactly how to get there they're going to use a cool technology established in other tng franchises which is the uh borg transwarp conduits uh that lace the universe uh 
or the galaxy. To which uh, uh, Patrick Stewart says, "I don't know how to work this yes. interface." Yeah, that was that was cute. Yeah. Uh, uh, and they go through a little wormhole, and who's following them? Dun dun dun! Guys, Lannister. No, I also took that to be um, uh, Lady Lannister because we do see her uh, getting into from the board pod. cube. So let's get to it. What happens on the board cube? Yes. So, so um, uh, last episode, um, uh, Deus Ex Machina, um, uh, Space Legolas uh, sees the, a, uh, the one the, of the, the contact the, things the, to contact uh, Seven of Nine. To contact mm. Seven of Nine. He pushes it. Seven of Nine arrives on the board cube, starts killing all the Romulans. In the nick mm-hmm. of time. And... Seven of Nine says, let's get to the Borg Queen room. I will connect to it. It's really fucked up to make me do this, but I feel like I have to. Mm-hmm. Um, because not only will I be uh, 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 putting all of the ex-Borgs back into a collective consciousness uh, and robbing them mm-hmm. of their independence, but I'm also not going to want to relinquish yeah. that hive mind power over the Borgs. And He's like, well, I guess you got to do it. And so he does. But uh, sexy lady Romulan says she's like she's making a plan in the meantime where she's like, all right, at a point when the Borg or if the Borg start to activate, just fucking airlock them. Yeah. Which. Yeah. Which I mixed feelings about. It was cool to see the Borg cube kind of like begin healing itself and regenerating. Yeah, that That was was awesome. That was dope. Yeah. So the moment that made me like sort of stand up and cheer on my couch like a loser is when Seven of Nine uh, uh, gets the Borg Queen like sort of tubes in her and then her eyes go black and she says, we are Borg. Yeah. All the Borgs start to activate and you're like, yeah, fucking <laughs> kill all these asshole Romulans. And then they open the airlock and they all start to die. By the yeah. way. Uh, fucking trigger warning for in the age of mass shootings when uh, sexy lady uh, goes on a fucking shooting spree. Uh, yeah, she does, man. She starts killing all these Borg. Yeah, it's really, it's it's like, it's fucked. Like half serious, like fucking trigger warning. That that scene was just like, yeah. all right, this is a little too close to home. It's a yeah. little much. But then they get a little bit of revenge because when Seven of Nine activates the Borg, they all start fucking like zombie tearing her apart before she yeah, teleports like, out. Straight up like a fucking horror movie. Awesome. Awesome. It was pretty fucking cool. Also, uh, I just... I like reasons, reasons, reasons. Uh, but like the Borg get like fucking sucked out into the vacuum of space. But like I seem to recall the Borg with their... Uh, abilities to adapt and uh, assimilate new challenges, uh, like being impervious to phasers and wacky shit like that. And, like, also, like, a shuriken shouldn't kill Hugh. Like, he should live. But, like, well, well, maybe it will. Like, maybe, like, because being a Borg sort of gives you sort of endless regenerative abilities anyway. Like, you could just hook up to new machines and get brought back to life in theory. How do we feel about the new aesthetic look of the Borg? This, this I like it. This, I like it. You gotta update it. The digital. Because the new, the, the old Borg was a little too 90s. Yeah. It's kind of black and so, shiny. Yeah, I think you gotta update it. And it looked a little clunky back then. It was, it was, uh, it was very Skrillex. It was very, yeah. I was waiting for the dubs, dubstep <laughs> to start playing. What? But, <laughs> bump, bump, bump. 
But the board collective allows Seven of Nine to disconnect and says Annika, which is Seven of Nine's name before she was assimilated as a child. Uh, they say Annika has more work to do. That was they allow- super interesting. Because yes. at yeah. that moment, they all just became one consciousness. But these were not Borgs. These were XB, which sort of yeah. says that there's something inherently different. About- I didn't read. I, I did not read it as that at all. I read it I, as the Borg. The same. Borg, because because the the whole um, job they're doing on the ship is deborgifying the Borg. I don't think when she connected, she was connected to the XBs. The XBs we see sexy lady shooting in the head, and they're hardly yeah. fighting back. She was connected to the Borg. The see, Borg, I, I'm, I'm going the one that of, they didn't get to yet. I'm going off of a little bit of dialogue that happened between Legolas and she in the queen cell. Oh, he, he says, are you going to assimilate me? That made me laugh. Well, I no, like no, that. No, yeah. Before that, that was it, very endearing in, in that, uh, in that conversation. Uh, she says something very expositionally, like it will be like a small, like local, it will be like a land connection. It will be like a right, small right, right, collective right. of just the Borgs on this cube. Yeah. That, so yeah. I, 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 I didn't I, take it to mean that they're connected to the entire collective. Also, n- is there still a collective? Or were they iced by Janeway? So, like, we're in a weird spot where the Borg might be the good guys of this show now. Kind of. Or, you well, know. I, th- I think we're still leading to uh, the revelation that the Romulans uh, created, created the Borg. The Borg. Yeah, um, I, agree. I, I thought we, I thought we, uh, we more or less debunked that with the discovery of the Abnonite, whatever, the space warning. Um, we don't know yet. Well, you got questions. We got a bunch of broken pieces. Yeah. Um, But I... uh, So I will say there are two things that made me really like Romulan Space Legolas here, which was him hugging Seven of Nine as soon as she showed up. That was dumb. He's a toddler who's not haunted by the lives he takes. (laughs) Yes. I like that because it made him like Drax the Destroyer from Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I I like it because he's a a, a really stupid character that is... is. uh, useless and meaningless much <laughs> but and endearing because it's so dumb <laughs> but i love the fact that when like she is still connected to the board queen he says so are you gonna assimilate me now yeah <laughs> that was a good line i i like that uh yeah this was the part of the episode that to me felt like a, a marvel movie i just like the cinema yeah. cinematographic scope of it oh, was too broad oh, oh. The the fight with uh, Space Legolas uh, in this episode was cool. No, no, it sucked. <laughs> because, it. because it was that modern style of quick cut, you don't see the impact fighting, which we've seen previously in this uh, series. Uh, we've seen uh, some great fight scenes because they'll linger on a shot. They'll, um, they'll take time... Uh, and you can see what's going on. This scene felt so modern almost, action almost like film that you can't see what's happening. Almost like a well-planned, choreographed lightsaber duel versus a bunch of quick, random bullshit shots. Fuck The Last Jedi. It was horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> Last, Last Jedi looked great in the lightsaber scene. That was so <laughs> dumb. It was just... No. 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 Shit. No. Hey, shit. Hey, Tom, <laughs> shut the fuck up. 
The last Jedi lightsaber fights looked good. You know what looked like absolute dog shit was fucking Rise of Skywalker, but you guys haven't seen that yet, and it sucks. No, I'm, I'm not. Okay, okay, I'm my phone's dying. So, all right, do we so, have anything else about this? Oh, I, oh, I'm I'm at two percent. Okay, so I'm okay, going to give my final thoughts, and I might not go. Uh, go continue on afterwards, though. Um, so. I I really enjoyed this episode. This episode was the first time in this entire series that there felt like forward momentum yes. and that we were going somewhere. Uh-huh. I yep. think that, um, and I'm now questioning because we have everything laid out, like we know what's going on now. There are still questions, but we know what the central uh, uh, mystery of the series is. That I am now at this point wondering. They should have they should have given more information earlier. I do not understand why we're we waited yeah. this long to get because that's we, just how TV works. Yeah, but I I don't even give a TV sucks, <laughs> but um. Like I said earlier, um, all of the things that are great about this episode are fucking great. Killer. Killer. There's a lot of goofy shit in this episode. Aye. And there's a lot of cool shit. Aye. And there's a, and there's a lot of cool shit, and there is some stupid bad shit. Once, like Aye, I said earlier. Teacher. Aye. Ah, ah, I got the kid. <laughs> On, uh, eh. Like I said earlier, this this episode is a distillation of what Star Trek Picard is, um, for better and worse. Ah, oh, love this, me, Agus. <laughs> I give this uh, a a a very solid B plus. I also give it a very solid B plus. There are a lot of moments that I loved. Uh, one of which was uh, seven of nine conle- uh, connecting to the collective, and you're like. Fuck yeah, kill those Romulans. And I loved the goofy hologram shit. Uh, I thought that I thought that was classic stupid Barclay TNG. Can we real quick? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm gonna let you finish. But uh, uh, the rousing <laughs> speech by Jean-Luc where he talks about uh-huh. forget the past. We have the tools of openness and connectedness to deal with the future. Yeah. Yeah, I, I cried a, a few I, times in this episode. I, I cried during the moment where uh, uh, Soji and Picard are talking about Data. That was fucking great. And the the scene between uh, Allison Pill and Soji, like divorced from the dumbness of the Allison Pill storyline before that, which is really quite <laughs> awful, dumb and stupid, and and doesn't work. If you disconnect it from that context. Very good scene, like very well written and very well acted. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, th- I thought they yeah, were going to fuck. The 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 scene that mm-hmm. makes it all worth it for me in this episode is Soji and Picard talking about data. So I'm going to give it an A minus. Uh, nice. We yeah this 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 one ties it all together. There's a uh, basically anything to do with Rafi in this episode, so her hologram adventure and her incoherent reaction to Soji joining the ship. I'm not so hot on. Uh, <laughs> hi, 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 hi. 
Tighty tighty, Miss Rafi. Uh, 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 and, and mix sort of the, the very silly and completely incoherently silly scene with all the different holograms all talking in the thing. Uh, uh, with, uh, oh, fuckity, fuck, 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 in the, in the same chalet. Fuck you. Uh, Shut the fuck up. It, it, it's kind of incongruent. But, uh, yeah, yeah, overall, this, this moved the football forward a lot. It moved the chains, as it were, and uh, we now know what the deal is fucking finally. And all the pieces are together, and now it's just what happens. You know, the pieces right. are set up. Now let's just fucking do the thing on Mousetrap, and the guy, and the spiral, and the ball, and the cage will come down, and maybe it'll work. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Star Trek Picard, baby. Star Trek Picard, we'll see you next week. Ha ha! Ha ha! Engage! <laughs> His phone died. <laughs> yep. uh, all right. Uh, I, w- I will send you this episode, uh, Tom, uh, tomorrow morning. Absolutely. In fact, and, and- do that, but I, I actually I have your audio too. So, uh, okay. uh, yeah. Uh, this is going to be a long <laughs> one, obviously. But uh, thanks for hanging in there, folks. Uh, yeah. And, you know, follow us on all the things, the Instagrams, the Twitters. The uh, leave us reviews on iTunes. Do do all the, the stuff. Help and us out because we're, we're currently dying in our apartments under coronavirus. <coughs> yeah, yeah. We've got that fucking dry cough. So, all uh, right. Goodbye, everybody. Try to survive. Goodbye. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Uh, soap breaks surface tension along with uh, being an antibacterial product. That's why you should use it. Makes water wetter. And don't go anywhere. Just fucking stay home already and listen to our podcast. Please don't. Go to, don't. I mean, they're shutting down all restaurants and bars, so that's like beside the point. But don't go to crowded restaurants and bars. Don't be a fucking moron. Don't be that guy. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.